everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Archangel podcast, where we explore the behind the scenes things here at St. Michael the Archangel in Cherville. Unfortunately, my co-host Megan Jones could not make it this evening, but as always, I'm Father Jacob. And tonight we have two special guests that have had a big impact on young adult activities and other ministries here at St. Michael's in Cherville. So without further ado, I want to welcome in a special way to Behind the Archangel, Erica and Andrew Dolder. So guys, how's it going? Welcome. Good. Hi, Father. Thanks for having us on here. Yeah, thank you. We love to be here. So I was going to say, uh, you know, how were you guys connected to St. Michael's? And I mean, I guess the question is too, I didn't, I, have, I haven't figured this out about you guys yet. How long have you been married? So seven years, yes. seven and a half years. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So we got married in September of 2014. Gotcha. And then how did you guys get connected at St. Michael's? Well, I had been a parishioner of St. Michael's since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I was baptized here. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And so after I graduated, I had lived in various places around Chicagoland and eventually I moved back here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, every weekend, you know, Erica, she wanted to go to mass with me. So we would kind of go back and forth between St. Mike's here in Cherville. And we'd also go to a different parish, St. Mike's in Orland Park. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. I was in the choir there. So typically we would end up in Orland. And my music director was like, why is he sitting in the congregation? He needs to come up here and sing. <laughs> I was like, well, he wasn't at practice. She said, I don't care. Get, he needs to come up here and sing. And so we would, we kind of built that, mm -hmm. you know, built that relationship. And because he was established work-wise here, and I was field staff at the time, it didn't matter where I lived. Mm -hmm. So when we got married, I moved out here. Nice. So then, Erica, you're from like the Illinois, like Chicago suburbs kind of thing? or I'm actually from like three hours south of Chicago. Oh, okay, My mom's gotcha. side of the family is all in the southwest suburbs. Gotcha. And so I ended up up here to do my internship after school mm -hmm. to be near family. Mm -hmm. And so I liked it. So I stayed. And that's just kind of how, how things worked out, how I ended up up here. Yeah. And I know, like, Andrew, your background with, like, engineering, but then, Erica, you had a background in music, right? Yes. I have a music therapy degree. So, I mm -hmm. um, was the music therapist for a hospice company for 10 years before I resigned to stay home full-time with mm -hmm. Elizabeth. So gotcha. Now, I did have uh, a slight musical background because back in uh, junior high, I had played saxophone for, for various uh, bands. Mm -hmm. And I also picked up guitar over the course of high school. So that's kind of where my music element came back in. We we both seem to meet eye to eye in that respect as well. Yeah, the beauty of like a true, uh, you know, true Catholic like outlook on education is that just because like you're into one thing or not the other, then like you can still have both, whether it's engineering and music, like they go to the whole person, you know? So it's kind of the beauty of our, of our faith. And you mentioned Erica Elizabeth. So how old is she now? She is one and a half almost. Time flies, right? It does. Um, that's actually been the best part about the, all of COVID and all of the quarantine is that we've been home a lot and we've been able mm -hmm. to slow down and really enjoy time with her. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, it's actually been really great. And so it feels like a year and a half in a good way. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. I think I remember you guys like right after she was born or like more or less after she was born at the um the trail. What was that? The, like the Camino of like Northwest Indiana. Like one yes, summer. That was, Is that right? That was over this past summer, yeah. Okay, I gotcha. I walked with and then there was another young adult there with her two kids that we had known from mm -hmm. other events and so like, well, she's good in the stroller. We're just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna put her in there. Andrew had work to do yard work to do at home and so uh-huh. 
she was she was great the whole time oh good yeah i remember like the the sun thing and like the cover over the stroller it was like it was all all the checks and all the bases were checked you know and she Mm -hmm. definitely was having a good time from the looks of it and the stroller and everything so i remember that yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. nice nice so then that's kind of your guys's connection with each other and then your connection like to the parish you know andrew having grown up here so then like where did all of this start that you guys were starting to get connected with like young adult ministry or any kind of interest in that regard well we had gone to a theology on tap at saint mary in in um crown point Mm -hmm. and then there was we didn't really do much after that we kind of went to one and that was it Mm -hmm. and then after the synod father marty came to us Mm -hmm. so by that point we had been involved in the music ministry for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd been in Respect Life Ministry and a few helped with a few other things. Mm-hmm. And so he knew who we were. He all he knew Andrew's family from having been parishioners. He knew Andrew's parents pretty sure. well sure. from when they were living here. They now live in Cedar Lake. Their holy name in Cedar Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, so Father Marty came to us directly and said, "You know, this is what we want. We want to." start theology on tap again mm-hmm. um i was told it, we, we used to have it a long time ago i don't know the story around what happened with that sure sure but he came to us and said can you can you run this here are some dates we have a location for you and dates can you get started and so we formed a committee with you know a few people we knew young adults from choir a few young adults that i met at bible study mm-hmm. and that's kind of how we got started and so that was 2018 i believe now that's we were not the first to be running the theology on tap here in St. Mike's. Gotcha. We, okay. It was effectively revived mm-hmm. from a while ago, and I was not any part of that. Yeah, yeah. So well, we, that, we, it kind of makes sense because, like in parish life, like things live and breathe, and then you know, as people like you, know, they come in and or go move or go other places, and uh-huh. you know, things kind of like ebb and flow. But so then, like, the 2018 kind of, like, restart in response to the Synod was, you know, something that you guys were involved with. How did, um, how did like, those first, like, if you think back, I mean, the first few, like, Theology on Taps that were hosted here were done, like, in Cherville, like, out, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, they were uh, at Regional. Um, the owners are parishioners. We actually know them from music ministry also. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Shout out Regionale, right? Exactly. There right? you go. They, they were great to us. And we were actually able to have Bishop Don at the time come and be one of our first speakers. And so that oh, was sweet. That was a great start. Um, and, you know, as we know, young adult age group, it's it's tough. A lot of people have young kids and we mm-hmm. weren't in a position to, to help provide childcare or anything like that. So that's something we would like to do, hopefully, in the future. But I remember we had like we had a great committee. They were enthusiastic. We were we were ready to go, and they were excited mm-hmm. about what we could do. And they were committed to everything. And as commonly happens, like you said, things change. You know, yeah, we had yeah. a committee member move. A lot of us, you know, now have young kids, and so it's things have changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was right when COVID started that we were talking about branching out to other types of young adult events mm-hmm. and we were starting to brainstorm what that would look like and then COVID happened and we kind of and then we had a shift in our committee members and so we we've we need to kind of we're in a position to kind of regroup now mm-hmm. um, we have a new couple that wants to come on board and so we're going to see what that looks like going forward so hopefully we can do something different too yeah certainly so then kind of with the theology on tap model. I mean, for our, some of the listeners, maybe that haven't heard of that or haven't 
really had the chance to encounter it? Like, what's the premise or like, what's the idea? And then how does it kind of manifest or how does it look when it's applied and what do the events look like? So, but the premise is just very simple. It's nothing more than a bunch of uh, people of drinking age from the age of 21 to 39, young adult. You have some drinks and you discuss the algae. There and that can take several forms. Uh, you can discuss uh, advanced theological items. You could talk about fun things. You could talk about evangelization. So that can go very many different routes. Yeah. We typically bring in outside speakers. Mm -hmm. um, the Archdiocese of Chicago is, is one of the places that it the whole Theology on Tap um, format really started. Mm -hmm. And so they have a great resource of, of speakers from all over Chicagoland um, with a variety of topics. And a lot of them have been really open to what we want to discuss and creating something around whatever topic we want. Um, we've been fortunate to get some that are really not afraid to tackle hot button issues. Mm -hmm. um, we had a great speaker, Luana Lionheart, who talked about um, racism in Catholic social teaching and politics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that was in the past you know, few years when these were big hot button issues. And we had some great discussion. We had great turnout for some of those events. And so mm -hmm. it's, we really enjoy having that option and a place for young adults to come with like-minded other young people because mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to find a place that you're comfortable yeah especially as an adult right when you're not in school and you're not in activities where you can make those connections just organically by being in the same space as sure. people your age as an adult it's hard to find those spaces it's hard to build those relationships so it's a great place to start that yeah i find it um you know as a church it's like the the elegy on tap initiative or like young adult ministry in general has kind of been a response to kind of like the fall off, you know, where there's like, there's not too much offerings. And I mean, we've done here at St. Mike's, like, I think a great job in responding to that fall off. But just as a church in general, like there's that fall off with eighth grade into high school. So there's high school ministry. There's that fall off with high school into college. So there's more college initiatives. And then after college, you know, and you don't have a family yet, or maybe you have a few young kids. Then there's kind of that zone, which is like a lot of young adults find themselves. So um, have you found that it's kind of the chance to like engage now that you've become parents? Like, how do you see or how do you think that like ministry is kind of like changed and how you help or what you're able to contribute or like how does it look different? Like as a parent compared to a non-parent, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about, isn't it? Well, it certainly gives you a level of responsibility just from the get-go, setting in the foundations. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have a one-and-a-half-year-old, she's starting to comprehend things. She's starting to comprehend language. And so the most basic, obvious thing is to, you know, get her to do the dinner prayer. There you, you go, know, yeah. <laughs> I grab her hand every time, and I run her through the sign of the cross. Uh-huh. And she, she's, she's slowly starting to get it. Like, mm -hmm. I have to... Reminder, you know, this is where the the your forehead is. You yeah, know? right. Yeah, at one and a half, what are, what are, what problems do you have to worry about, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting, you know, because we met well in our like mid to late twenties, so mm -hmm. maybe a little bit older by some people's standards, and so yeah. I feel like we've kind of lived through, you know, what it's like to be single and what it's you know all of this process, and so, um, kind of understanding where everybody's coming from, mm. um. You know, we've all gone through times in our life where we, you know, we weren't sure where we fit in. And, yeah. um, 
things like that. So really being able to understand where kind of be empathetic and, and understand where people are coming from and what that means for our events specifically. Like I said, can we provide childcare? Can we help provide all these other things that could be barriers mm-hmm. to people coming to events and being part of these things and being active? We don't want those to be barriers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's interesting to think about from that perspective, like how it's totally different in my mind when you do have the chance for someone to take part in planning something like this or taking a part of these initiatives because the reality is is like what i would plan as like a new priest and what i think would appeal to people is totally a different reality from what like parents would be able to connect to sometimes or like young adults would connect to sometimes and even like i'm in that age category but at the same time like the experiences that other people bring to the table and kind of throw into the mix is something that's awesome to see and glad to see that you guys have been a part of that here at the parish because that's really what makes things like live and breathe like we've talked about a little bit you know and we try to have like you know or in our committee members people that we know obviously and and feel comfortable with us but we try to get a variety so we have a few married couples we have someone who's single we have a newly married couple mm-hmm. um we have some that one that's um, she's a convert to Catholicism pretty recently. Yeah. And so she really understands, you know, where our Protestant brothers and sisters are coming from mm-hmm. and how we can, you know, help educate ourselves and help evangelize in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so they all everybody comes from, you know, a different perspective and a different background. And so it's great to, you know, get together with them and say, what, you know, what do you think would appeal to to young adults? Yeah, because it's it's tricky because, you know, you have that kind of what I would consider the core group of people in the diocese that I see at a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. They're going to come pretty much no matter what. Yeah. Right. But they also may be the folks that they might be more well read. They might understand Catholic social teaching a little bit better than, you know, the average person in the pews maybe on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so finding that balance of right. How do you appeal to those that might be a little more well-versed on things and some that are kind of more ground level with their faith. Right, right. Or with the church. So it's it's really interesting to kind of do, kind of figure that out. Now, in my mind, there are different approaches you could take here. One is to say, let's talk about stuff that we think is interesting because we are already in that age group anyways. Mm-hmm. And I use that analogy in my own personal experience. And let me explain. When I bring donuts to the office... I don't just pick any donuts. I don't I don't just pick a variety and say, all right, well, I'm just going to grab some of these things because I think someone else out there likes that flavor. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I grab the donuts that I like. Mm-hmm. And usually they eat it like the great majority of it. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, and that's kind of the, like, the witness into the reality of, you know, like when we're looking and discerning at different speakers or when you guys are picking topics about how this can look. So, that, that is interesting, though, to think about the variety of different perspectives that like, a committee approach can bring, even if it's just opposed to, um, you know, like if there's just one couple doing it or like one person doing it to just plan everything themselves. So I guess if there's anyone out there that's listening to this, that maybe they are looking to um, like actually initiate like a young adult ministry, like in their parish, say they're from like our local area or even beyond, like. I kind of getting something off the ground from your guys' perspective and like working at it over the past several years, like how would you, or what would you tell someone or what advice would you give to someone that's just kind of starting out in these endeavors with like young adult stuff? What do you think? 
the the biggest thing I can say is try to find people that try to kind of build a committee mm-hmm. and build, you know, find other people to help you. It is a lot to do on your own. Yeah. And like you said, you need different perspectives. That really helps that you don't feel that pressure to do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, is contact other parishes. I know, um, especially when I started with youth ministry here, we had people from ministers from other parishes come. Yeah. You know, um, whoever, the director from the diocese at the time, Kevin Driscoll, he would have people come and, and talk with us and see what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, use those local resources, use your diocesan resources. That's what I see a lot around here. Um, I'm also on the the Young Catholic Commission for the diocese. Uh-huh. And part of what we've noticed is that youth and young adults are on almost everybody's synod initiatives. Mm. And a lot of them, it's in their top three. Yeah. But they really don't know where to start. And they yeah. don't always know what resources are available. So make those connections, reach out and find out what's available and use those resources. That's what they're there for. Yeah. So then maybe that can serve as an invitation. Um, if there is someone from this local area that, I don't know, would you guys, you know, put you guys out there for like advice or maybe how to get started or can someone reach out to you? What do you think? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. Awesome. And and our commission is in the diocese and Vicki Hathaway at the Office of Youth and Young Adults. This is exactly what we've done. We're kind of in the midst of a transition, just like everybody else. Yeah. Um, a lot of that was the change in bishops and, mm-hmm. you know, the synod kind of getting shifted around a little bit because of that. Yeah. So I'm not sure what our commission is going to look like going forward, but mm-hmm. those resources are, are there. You know, we have staff all over the diocese who, you know, they, they do a lot of ministry and they really know what they're doing and they're great resources. Sure, sure. sure. One thing that I can say is that the reason that we were able to get started relatively easily is because this already was an initiative set forth by St. Mike's. They came to us and asked us to put this together. So they gave us, you know, a budget and... Well, Theology on Tap is established is what you mean. Well... And that, the, and that it was it was kind of set up for us, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that helped. Now, by comparison, someone who's trying to start a new ministry from scratch uh, might want to start by trying to get your parish on board. Oh, yeah, certainly, yeah. I mean, it is a huge thing to undertake and on your own. And if you try and, like, you know, go rogue and try and, like, you know, rent the building, then that's one thing, right? But if there's an opportunity to kind of join in, like to join and cooperate and join forces with someone around you, that's kind of what I'm hearing for you guys is like the chance to be able to cooperate and like communicate with like leaders from around and then like look at the resources. I know like one huge resource I think for us here has been like that PDF document of speakers. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yes. And I got that from the archdiocese. You just email them, they'll send it to you. And it's uh, probably 60-something pages of we, different speakers. Yeah, we got that through our connections at the Diocese of Gary. They knew somebody at the Diocese of the Archdiocese of Chicago mm-hmm. who has an updated list. Yeah. Again, though, huge connection because, like, when I saw that, I mean, honestly, when I was in college, um, I interned for the Young Adult and College Campus Ministries office in Indianapolis. And I'm not entirely sure what has ever come of it now or but. But then I remember like organizing speakers and coordinating really fell to like the director himself to like call people, find them, work on topics with them. Like and then and then like they would go through like a feedback process and there'd be like this big thing because they were always trying to churn speakers, you know, 
but that document is incredible. Like I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> and it's and it's constantly being updated. Uh-huh. Um so it's it's a fantastic resource. Yeah. I mean it has like the speakers like topics they were willing to talk about and then like propose like titles of of topics, right? Yeah, so it has yeah, it has the title and then a summary, it has our contact information and like I said a lot of the speakers when we've contacted them, they've been very open. They said if there's something else you want to talk about, I'm happy to come I'm Happy to create a different presentation for you. Mm-hmm. You know, call me with anything. They're all very open and and just excited to connect with yeah. with young adults and to and to minister. Yeah. So if there's someone listening that's kind of like teetering, particularly like in that young adult category, from like you know that 21 to 39 age category, that's kind of like teetering on the edge. Maybe it's like in our local area or another area where they're thinking about starting to go to some young adult events or. They kind of want to like dip their toe in the water, so to speak. Uh, what advice would you give them, and um, what kind of insight would you offer to them about you know attending, and how would you talk to them, or how would you what would you say? The big thing I always encourage people to do is to take that first step, mm. find something that looks interesting, be brave, mm-hmm. go by yourself if you feel confident enough to do that. If yeah. you don't, go with one other friend. Yeah, find one friend to go with. The the best way I explain it to people is you have to meet God halfway, mm-hmm. right? You, the door is there, but the doorknob is on our side. You yeah. have to open it. You just meet him halfway. Mm-hmm. Just take that first step. And typically, in my experience, there's always fruit from that. Yeah. And you and that's how you grow, right? Because it's it's one step outside your comfort zone. Is it's doable? You just have to be brave enough to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Just taking that first step is sometimes the most intimidating thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's been all kinds of new people that I've met at uh, at our events, but I don't know, Andrew. What do you think? Any any advice for him? I mean, m- from my perspective, if it's a theology on tap event, it's just kind of hard to turn down a free beer. Yeah, there you go. That's true. <laughs> there you go. That's and, that's what we like to hear. <laughs> and it's 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 not an intimidating environment. That's part of the reason we like to have them off site. Yeah. Um, it's a very you know relaxed social environment. We're all there to just you know have fun. Nobody's gonna you know grill you or interrogate you or anything like that. It's a very comfortable. Um, it's a comfortable place to start. Um, so theology on tap has been a great way to just kind of get get started with ministry for a lot of people. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that um, almost everybody we've had on our committees, I don't think they've done much with young adult ministry at all yeah. prior to jumping onto theology on tap and then. Once they get acclimated to that, they were some of the ones that were saying, what do we do next? What else can we do? Yeah. So, I mean, really, there's like two thresholds that I think are really easy to cross over, whether that someone's never been to an event before at a church. This is like, and in my experience too, like Theology on Tap is really like low barrier of entry, like not intimidating. You're getting free beer, you know, like you said, right? I mean, that's kind of the beauty of the event, right? Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, not to mention then the other threshold is being like, someone that's been involved or not involved necessarily in like parish ministry or like helping out at event planning at a parish, really easy, low level thing to also help with as well. Not that it doesn't take the effort and the time, but that it's, it's really about like planning the event, finding the speaker, arranging the free beer, figuring out location. I mean, those are all things that I think that any 20, 30 something would be like, oh yeah, I got that. You know, right. like I can plan a party. Yeah. It's the perfect first step into young adult ministry in, in my opinion. So I'm actually really glad that Father Marty came to us with this idea specifically, mm-hmm. because I think on the back of this, we have the potential to really 
do some great things, service projects and other other different options. Yeah, nice, nice. So maybe to kind of uh, in just in closing here and thinking about our our time together, like any just like one like one sentence or just like one piece of advice to someone that is starting this in their parish. Like what's like the one key thing that you wish you would have known that you know now from having been involved in ministry like this? What do you think? The the rule of thumb that we were told was that, and so, I mean, you could do internet marketing all you want, but that's not nearly as effective as a one-on-one relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the number one key, right? Personal invitation is going to be your best option marketing-wise. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, that's any anything I've ever been involved with, and I think it's across the board in parish life in my short time as a priest. Like, so much more effective to, like, invite, you know, like, the middle schooler kid to the youth group thing personally or the high school kid or, for that matter, like, the family to the festival that I meet to tell them, like, hey, if you come, like, you know, we'll get dinner together, I'll buy you a beer kind of thing. Dynamic more so than, like, seen it on the sign on 30, you know, like driving by. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> so personal invitation being key. So nice. Well, I mean, I think just in our brief time together, kind of hearing a little bit about your own story and your own lives and then any, you know, the insights to starting, uh, you know, theology on tap and kind of like picking up the baton, so to speak here at the parish definitely is an awesome background insight to, young adult ministry here at the parish. So then I'll let you guys have the last word. Where do you think the future of young adult ministry is going to be um, as it unfolds in our diocese? What do you think? Where's the future at? I think being being creative, finding new ways to um, keep young adults connected. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we end up doing a lot of the same events. Yeah. It's challenging because young adults are, are it's a it's a wide variety. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the ages twenty one to thirty nine or twenty one to forty, that's not a big age range. Yeah. But a lot happens with for people in their lives in that mm-hmm. time usually. Mm-hmm. And they change a lot. And so, you know, getting you know, new young adults in that maybe aren't going to mass every Sunday mm-hmm. and they, they don't feel as connected. They feel like they're on the edge of maybe disassociating with the church mm-hmm. you know finding you know reaching out to those that really are on the margins is is going to be a challenge and using social media to our advantage yeah i know it's it's tricky because as a young adult i'm using it less and less but it's still a great resource mm-hmm. yeah for so many of our young adults that's kind of like the point of entry and i mean a crucial age and a time too in people's lives where they're going to be making decisions that will impact them for the rest of you know the rest of their lives so if we can have the chance to invite them to, you know, something here to kind of enter into in that with them and to walk with them, then more power to it. Not to mention if it's done with a smile and a beer, then mm-hmm. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of uh, wraps up our time here. And I just want to, again, thank, you know, Erica and Andrew for coming out. I won't, uh, I won't delay any longer because I know you guys have a big dinner coming up, of course, in date night as a couple. So I'll let you have at it. So don't worry. I'm excited for you guys to be able to share in your vocation together and then to alleviate the babysitter later on tonight, right? So that's what it's all yes. about, huh? Uh, we have a teething baby, so hopefully <laughs> she was good. 
Uh, don't worry, she'll the babysitter will make it. Don't worry, Elizabeth is fine. So, again, thank you guys for coming out. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard today and behind the archangel, please go ahead, like, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and better yet, make that personal invitation to share it with a friend. Until next time, thank you for listening and God bless. Thanks for having us thank on. Thank you for Father. having us. Yeah, good to have you guys. Thank you.